Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Well, an eagerly anticipated budget was announced this week. Given the incredibly challenging economic environment which persists, this was a very important budget. Ronan Furlong, a tax partner with PwC, joins us now to discuss the measures in greater detail. Ronan, budget 2023 was dubbed as the cost of living budget, totalling 11 billion euro. But how would you assess the potential effectiveness of the budget overall? Hi, Carl. Great to be here. Well, first of all, it's an incredibly ambitious budget. It's the biggest one ever in the history of the state, with a couple of exceptions, which we can talk about later on. It basically, you know, touched every sector of the economy and every demographic. It was interesting to see how the narrative moved on the one-off measures, where it was originally supposed to be two billion, and then Sinn Féin were saying three point eight, and it landed at effectively four point four. I think what's interesting when you stand back from it is. Even with an 11.1 billion budget, which, as I say, is the biggest ever, we're still projecting a surplus for the Exchequer for next year. And it's a, I suppose it's a huge vindication of the current health of the Irish economy and the momentum that's in the Irish economy, notwithstanding the obvious headwinds that are out there. The question has to be asked, Ronan, is it a reflection on the Irish economy or is it a reflection on how important multinational companies are here to us? Let me put that in context, if you don't mind. About 10 years ago, Ireland raised $4 billion annually in corporation tax. It's projected for 2022, we will raise $21 billion. So you can see there how successfully you know, Ireland has navigated the treacherous waters of international tax reform. We have come out with that well. We are now in a very robust position where you know, foreign direct investment into Ireland is at record levels. And that's feeding into these huge, you know, effectively corporation tax windfalls. One thing which I would commend the Minister for is he did, he does recognise that there's an element of that that is a windfall um, and that would be under threat due to some of the additional international tax reform measures that are coming. A certain element of our corporation tax receipts would be vulnerable to, you know, to, to, to re- reduction. Um, and recognising that he's increased funding for strategic, uh, the National Strategic Reserve. He's putting $2 billion this year and $4 billion next year. And I think that's very prudent because, you know, uh, we have to be realistic about the durability. If you cast your mind back to the last great financial correction we had, the big issue was we were too reliant on construction, you know, construction and the tax revenues that were generated from that for day-to-day spending. So I think it's good that they're setting aside an element. But I certainly, though, think if the tax reform goes ahead as planned, I would expect our corporation tax receipts to remain robust going forward into the future. And I'd be quite positive about that. And in terms of statistics regarding these multinational companies, 50% of the corporation tax paid in Ireland was from 10 multinational companies. And the top 100 companies in Ireland contributed to 80% of the corporation tax collected. Are we exposed in that regard? On one level, when you hear stats like that, you could be concerned about it. And as I said, there is an element that we will leak. But... I suppose on the other side of the coin, what I would say in a more positive way is where the international tax reform is landing and where it's landing for Ireland is positive. There's a big meeting of the European finance ministers next Tuesday to sign off on these measures. The only country that's holding out at the moment is Viktor Orban's Hungary. Hopefully a deal can be done with them because if it is done, I'd be pretty bullish on the trajectory for, you know, foreign direct investments into Ireland and sustainability of a good portion of our corporation tax. I think an element will have to reduce because of the Pillar 1 measures 
uh, which will reallocate some of those profits outside of Ireland. But by equal measure, some of those multinationals will be paying tax at a higher rate, 15% going forward. And that's additional revenues. What we as a firm are seeing are an increase in foreign direct investment into Ireland because of where this has landed. So, uh, yes, you never want to be overly exposed on one revenue stream as we were back in 2008, 2009. But hopefully this revenue stream will you know, remain more durable into the future. Now, the aspect of the budget, which was being closely watched by businesses and consumers alike, was how the government would seek to address the ever-increasing energy bills. From a business perspective, the temporary business energy support scheme was announced. Talk us through the detail of this. As every SME will know, um, there's huge uncertainty about energy costs um, facing into this winter. Um, and, you know, uh, yeah, we can mention as well that the supports that are put in place for the, the energy credits that are in place for individual households, but this is another really important element in terms of what's needed to support our business community. So what they brought in is the temporary business energy support scheme, and this will basically cover 40% of the increase in electricity electricity or gas bills up to a maximum of €10,000 per month per business. An overall cap will apply, but I'm not sure what the overall cap amount is yet. We're still waiting for details on that. It will operate by comparing the average unit price for the relevant period in 2022 against the average price uh, in the current spawning period in 2021. I understand the period of reply will be um, September to February, so a small bit of uh, retrospective element applying to it. Uh, it will be administered by the revenue commissioners, and as with all these things, um, information we have at this stage is very high level, but it has been well received by the business community so far. I think it's, it's a good measure. Uh, I think it's badly needed. I think the administration should be kept as simple as possible. I think it's good that the revenue commissioners, they've shown themselves to be extremely efficient during the COVID period uh, in administering these government support schemes. So I think this will be well run and is badly needed. Three other schemes that there's very little detail available on today, but will be welcomed by businesses, is a €200 million Ukraine enterprise crisis scheme, a €1.2 billion state-backed Ukraine credit guarantee scheme, and a growth and sustainability loan scheme. What are your thoughts on those three? Yes, well, first of all, I think those measures um, are to be welcomed and applauded, and it's a further set of supports for, you know, for Indigenous businesses which are badly needed. In terms of the um, scheme, the Ukraine scheme that you mentioned there, the 200 million one that would be administered by Enterprise Ireland, that's basically also an energy support scheme, but it's, it's, it's directed towards large manufacturers and large exporters. So not terribly relevant for the SME market, but again, it's a further set of energy supports for large companies. So all to be welcomed and all badly needed. And moving to the area of VAT next, many will be surprised that the 9% rate for tourism and hospitality businesses is due to end on the 28th of February next and revert to its 13.5% rate. Yeah, uh, a bit disappointed with this, to be honest with you. Um, it was, you know, the budget was framed as an inflation-busting or inflation-fighting budget and clearly increasing the VAT on the tourism and hospitality sector, you know, is an inflationary measure. So, um, now, there was a huge amount of lobbying, but there, I suppose the, the reality is there wasn't the political will to continue the scheme. And it's not the only pro-inflationary measure. There's also um, a 10% levy on concrete products from April 23. Again, that wasn't didn't go down well with the construction industry. Uh, I don't think it had been flagged in advance. And Tom Parlin, I know, came out very strongly um, criticising this measure. Um, and I suppose, in fairness, like, I have to agree with him, it is a, an inflationary measure. It will add more costs. So it does seem a bit counterintuitive. Uh, I suppose in the government's defence, there was a reason why they brought it in. 
um, which was to help uh, fund the cost of the MECARE redress scheme, which is going, which is costed it, that's committed over a billion euros. So there is a need, and I think there's a sense that the industry involved should make some contribution, and this is how that's been designed. I suppose just what's a bit odd about both those measures is they're actually, you know, inflationary at a time when we're trying to keep a lid on inflation. However, some industries, Ronan, will welcome the application of a 0% rate on their products and services. Yes, and I must say I would strongly applaud the Minister um, for the reduction uh, from 9% to 0 for VAT on newspapers and, um, and print media. I think it's a really progressive move. We've all learned, um, you know, in, in, in recent years, the important role that an independent media plays in holding governments to account. And we've all seen, unfortunately, what happens when the opposite is the case. So, you know, it's no secret that uh, print media and journalism in general has been under an awful lot of financial pressure because of the online of advertising, uh, digital advertising, and, and in particular, uh, digital alternatives in terms of how people consume their news. So I think this is a progressive measure, and I certainly would welcome it. And I think we need a strong, you know, Indigenous uh, media, and anything to support them is to be applauded. And one other area I want to discuss with you today is the small benefit exemption. Of course, many businesses decide, usually at around Christmas time, to give out vouchers to their staff. Up to now, it has been capped at €500. Euros. What increase was made in this year's budget? Well, it's been doubled to €1,000, um, first of all, which I think is very significant. An awful lot of retailers, um, you know, consumer confidence figures have fallen. So whilst there's an awful lot of positive momentum in the Irish economy, the one thing that has fallen in recent months is consumer confidence. And this, I think that obviously if, 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 if um, someone is involved in retail, that would be a source of concern. This measure, I would hope, would help address that because it puts more, you know, incentivizes people to spend money and I think what I would say to people is if they're spending money, please do consider getting the, uh, the County Wexford vouchers that are administer- administered by the County Wexford Chamber of Commerce because it will keep the money in the county. We want to support you know, local businesses, which is very important. One other additional bit of flexibility that they've introduced into this, which I think is positive, is you can get it in two vouchers. In the previous iteration of the scheme, you, could, you had to spend it all in one voucher which is a bit inflexible. I think this, this gives people just a bit more flexibility to stagger it. So I think it's a good pro-retail, pro-business move. And, you know, hopefully we'll keep a bit of activity uh, going in the retail economy this side of Christmas. And of course, the budget for the government's capital programmes has not risen in line with inflation. So as a result of that, what impact is it likely to have on the delivery of these projects? Well, it was a surprise that they, that they didn't raise. There was, it got very little attention, so well spotted by you. I mean, one would have to conclude because we all know that uh, inflation is running at eight and a half percent. So the budget that's been set aside will effectively be able to pay for less because of that, because the costs are going up, have gone up. So um, it's hard not to see how it will have some impact on the capital spending projects that are flagged. Uh, hopefully, that won't affect uh, what's been planned for the southeast in particular. Um, but you know, obviously, it remains to be seen. Um, but it, it, you're right, uh, there, there wasn't an inflationary adjustment made for that, and that was a bit surprising. With such a significant level of spending under Budget 2023, do you expect that this will have an increased impact on raising inflation? Well, there, certainly there are elements of the budget that are inflationary, as we've mentioned, such as the VAT increases we mentioned earlier. Also, generally speaking, if you're cutting taxes and you're putting money in people's pockets, that's generally regarded as, you know, a kind of a pro-inflationary measure to take. I have 
sympathy, though, for why, certainly on the income tax side, um, whilst one could argue that the measures are inflationary, the bottom line when you stand back is, you know, when you look at the Irish income tax system compared to our international competitors, and we always have to look at what's happening internationally because we're a small open economy, the fact of the matter is people, you know, middle income earners in particular are paying the top rate of tax at a relatively low rate and certainly much lower compared to um, you know, their equivalent in other jurisdictions. So in other words, they're paying the 40% rate up until uh, Monday morning at 36,800. Uh, that's obviously gone up now to 40,000. And I think there's more to be done in that regard just to get us in line with, you know, countries such as the UK or other, other countries. So, um, you know, I, I think um, one thing that he mentioned, by the way, uh, on that front is the potential introduction of a 30% tax rate. So Mr. Donner, who mentioned sort of tantalised that that might be brought in uh, they're going to review it and they should, they're saying they'll reach a decision by summer 23 uh, with a view to bringing it in in um, early 2024. So, you know, that may be a further, depending on how it operates, it could be a further relieving measure for middle income earners. So we'll, we'll see what comes out of that. Um, but good to see that they're looking at taking further measures. And Ronan, what measures which were not included in Budget 2023 would you like to have seen implemented? Well, I was surprised that there, were, there was not more progressive measures taken uh, to support uh, the residential rental property supply issue, um, or to put another way, to stem the tide of landlords that are exiting, private, you know, small landlords that are exiting that market. It is a real issue. We can see it in, in County Wexford. There's a real shortage of, you know, rented residential um, accommodation. And, you know, uh, there was a lot of speculation uh, and anticipation that measures will be taken to incentivise landlords to re-enter or at least to stay in that market. Uh, the measures that were announced certainly were positive for tenants and that is definitely, definitely to be applauded. This is the €500 Euro rental credit, which actually will be available in 22. So that's very positive. But there was very little by way of incentive for the landlords. And, and they're the, I suppose that's the class that is exiting the market. So that's a bit disappointing. What they did introduce is it wasn't so much a carrot, it was more of a stick uh, in that they brought in this vacant home levy um, it'll be set at three times the local property tax rate and will apply to any um, property that is not occupied for more than 30 days in a 12-month period. So, as I say, it's not so much a carrot approach, it's more of a stick. So, a bit surprised with that and hopefully, uh, you know, we, we'll see what effect that has um, in terms of supply uh, into the market. The other thing which I, I was a bit surprised about and personally a bit disappointed about, and again, I think it's relevant to County Wexford, is uh, Ireland's, you know, move to decarbonise our uh, economy, we have very ambitious 2030 renewable energy generation targets. Obviously, County Wexford could play a huge part of that in terms of what's been planned for off our shores. But, the, you know, I do think that, um, you know, more can be done to support, you know, SMEs, Irish-owned businesses to go on this decarbonisation uh, journey uh, to make the move into, you know, more renewable forms of power. Um, and transforming how they, you know, how, how, how they, um, how they provide energy into their businesses. So I, I, I think more could have been done in that space. And I was a bit disappointed that he didn't announce more progressive measures to support our, as they say, um, you know, very onerous targets that we've set for ourselves. So you know, hopefully more will be done in the future on that front. And Ronan, what's your outlook for the Irish economy in 2023? I personally am of the view that there's still is very strong momentum in the Irish economy. 
um, our tax revenues are incredibly buoyant. They're 10 billion up on this time last year, 10 billion. So just think of that with 4.3% unemployment, record low. You know, um, when I think of the country that I grew up in and the unemployment scourge, you know, that haunted us, like we've come so far. So I really believe that there is very good momentum in the Irish economy. Yes, there, you know, we have rising interest rates and we definitely have a huge energy problem. I would hope that the measures that were announced today will mean that similar to what happened in the COVID period, you know, companies that might have been on the threshold of, you know, going under um, will be able to get through next winter because of these energy supports that are there. Um, And that I would hope that, you know, a lot will obviously depend on what happens in Ukraine and and whether that's resolved or not. But I would hope uh, and my feel is that the momentum in the Irish economy is so strong that, yes, we may have a tough, you know, six months, a year ahead of us. But I think we'll get back on a decent growth tra- trajectory. It may not be back to the 7 8% type figures that we've become used to, but you know what? Maybe that's not sustainable. Maybe it'll fall back to something like 3%. But again, maybe that's more sustainable and that maybe that's a better growth trajectory for the economy. So I, I would still be upbeat. I'd be upbeat about foreign direct investment. I'd be very upbeat about the strength of our own indigenous sector. And yeah, we have a tough time ahead of us, but I think we're going to get through it. And Ronan, finally, on the topic of foreign direct investment, I attended the PwC budget breakfast there on Wednesday morning in Wexford. And one of the guest speakers that she had was Dr. Ray Griffin from C2. Very, very interestingly, he spoke about IDA jobs in Wexford. And whilst Wexford has 3.2% of the country's population, we only have 1.36% of IDA jobs. So he estimates that we're missing 5,000 IDA jobs in Wexford at an average salary of €66,000, which is a huge €330 million Euros of income that's missing from the County of Wexford economy. What are your thoughts on that? Well, just think of the contribution you know, those kind of workers would make to the local economy, you know, would make to the indigenous economy uh, indirectly, you know, think of the services that could be provided to, you know, uh, large, you know, to multinationals that, that set up in Ireland um, in the southeast. I'm fortunate enough to act um, for some such com- uh, companies and they're great employers and, you know, the people who work with them spend the money locally, they live locally, they, could, they pay their taxes, you know, the local taxes, etc. So, um, look, I, I, anything that can be done to uh, further incentivise um, more foreign direct investment into Wexford, I think, should be looked at and we should have a laser focus on it. Well, if you've just tuned in, that was Ronan Furlong, tax partner with PwC. And I'd like to thank Ronan for sharing his knowledge about the effects of the budget with us this morning. Southeast Radio's Business Matters with Carl Fitzpatrick. Southeast.